was just watching the uh, greatest music video to have ever been filmed. Eric Pride's Call On Me. There's a reason why that video is so great. And it's not the, uh, it's not the art direction. Listeners to a very spooky episode of the Laser Comb Podcast, your favorite podcast where two 90s kids comb through classic television with a fine tooth laser. I am one of your hosts, Neo Cal. And I am the man with the bullshit haircut himself, Christopher Siege. The most bullshit. Yeah, I, I'm feeling very uh, bullshitty today. The hostest with the mostest. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Tith. Uh, um, yeah. Today on uh, the the spooky month, we're uh, we're covering Ash uh, versus Evil Dead. Yep, episode fourteen overall of Ash versus Evil Dead. It originally aired on. Da 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 Netflix. da 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 October twenty third, twenty sixteen. Spooky. Wow. At the time of recording, it's October twenty fifth, so it's kind of funny that we uh, got an episode that aired close mm-hmm. to the day we're recording. It's almost like Another it was meant to be. Spooky coincidence. Um, have you been doing anything spooky for the spook month? Have I been? Yeah. No. No, I'm probably... Kind of just snuck up on me. I'm probably not even going to do anything for Halloween. Probably just uh, stay inside, crack open a cold one, and watch just the like, Dead. Just like this. There's some uh, beer-drinking ASMR right there. That's what the people want, damn it. Your um, <laughs> nail polish matches the that can color. Oh, so it does. <laughs> yes. Who could, uh, have, who could have guessed? Uh, for anyone who is curious about what I'm drinking, I am drinking... Granny Island. I'm drinking Granville Island Lion's Winter Ale. It is a seasonal beer. Also super local, too, because you can only get it in British Columbia. That's right. Dust your uh, hipster hats off folks because we're going craft uh so one of our uh, canonized listeners uh and friend of the show lady glitch 619 uh has sampled granville island lions winter ale and she is a fan oh well there you go see america uh canadian made american approved <laughs> just like me yeehaw <laughs> that's right <laughs> just like our podcasts yep Question mark? Um, (laughs) That's true, actually. The majority of our listeners are from the U.S. Now, here on Evil Dead, we got a certain uh, internet fan favorite, uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, so what is Ash vs. Evil Dead? What is it? That is a good question. Back in the uh, 1980s, uh, Sam Raimi released, actually, I think it was 79, released a movie called The Evil Dead, which was about a dude named Ash played by the now legendary Bruce Campbell. 
Is about him about the OG one. Yeah. The... Uh, it was about uh, him and a bunch of his friends who go to a cabin in the woods. They find this book called the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, which a lot of people forget about the Ex Mortis part when they're talking about it, which roughly translated means the book of the dead. It's bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. And when you read incantations from the book, uh, evil spirits called deadites that possess people show up and start causing uh, start causing mayhem. And it's even fall- though there's different spells in it, uh, it just kind of has the same effect. Just bad shit happens. Yeah, people get possessed by demons. And then there's also this uh, malevolent force that we never actually see that uh, chases people through the woods. It's always in a POV shot. It's actually a very clever way of introducing a threat with no money. (laughs) Make a sound effect like, and just have people run from it and react. No, it's, it's really clever. And then speed the footage up. Yeah, it's really clever. I, that's, I. The Raimi cam. I, 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 that's a good name for it. The Raimi cam. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I approve of that kind of filmmaking. Uh, I was followed up a few years later in 86, I think. If I'm getting these years wrong, uh, folks, I apologize. I'm going from memory. Um, it's followed up with uh, The Evil Dead 2, or Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, which was basically a remake of the first movie. It follows... Just a better... It yeah. has more budget. It has more of a budget. Um, but it, it follows the same basic plot, Ash, and except this time... Um, is it Ash and a bunch of friends or just, is it just Ash and his girlfriend and then other people show up? I can't remember. Anyway, Ash and his girlfriend and some other people are at Cabin in the Woods. They find the Necronomicon, Ex Mortis. Uh, it's, uh, incantations are read from it. I can't remember if it's the first one or the second one where it's not actually anyone reading the book. It's but they're playing, playing, uh, playing audio recordings. I can't remember if that's the first one or the second one or both. Now, I always had a problem with that because that's what ended up summoning them. Yeah. The, uh, the tape player. Yeah. Um, I think it should be somebody reading it aloud. Mm. That invokes the magic, not a recording of somebody. That's not how sorcery works. Come on. Um, so yeah, the, the deadites are summoned once again. People slowly start being possessed and dying via uh, the deadites or the Raimi cam, as you called it. Uh, this one gets a little crazier. Uh, uh, Bruce Campbell, Ash, Bruce Campbell's, uh, uh gets bit. His hand gets bit. His hand becomes possessed, so to spare for it like spreads or before his hand kills him yeah he ends up taking a chainsaw and severing off his own hand there's a lot Uh, of frantic psychotic like i've lost my mind long ago like laughing and screaming there is which i think only (laughs) bruce campbell could have delivered after the thing with his hand like uh, uh bruce campbell i was very stoned on uh on the pot the first time I watched this movie, many, many on years ago. Yeah. On the, the devil's lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first time I watched this movie, like, at least 20 years, more than 20 years ago at this point. Right, right. It was very baked. Um, and so after, like, the mayhem with his hand and all of that, uh, Ash is, like, kind of, like, screaming and, like, freaking out. And 
there there's a there's a bit where like there's a severed like a uh, uh, taxidermy deer head on the wall where it just like turns and looks at him and starts laughing and he like looks at the deer and he looks at a lamp and, and the then lamp starts <laughs> imagine seeing that for the first time very stoned <laughs> i fucking died <laughs> I, I i died and, laughing and indeed ash too he kind of like starts doing <laughs> that and copying the the furniture and like the lamp <laughs> and the camera like spins around and you're like whoa i is insanity the only way to <laughs> to beat this thing now does he prevent um being possessed because he's insane or does he prevent himself from being possessed fully because he's he does actually get possessed though he gets possessed and he runs through the woods and he a branch hits his head or he runs into a tree and he like passes out and then like the demon unpossesses him yeah i mean it makes sense what's sometimes what's... you get possessed and then they leave but where where's the good sense in possessing someone who's unconscious if you can't wake them up. Ashy, wake up. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the the movie Evil Dead 2 ends with this big, like, uh, climactic scene where this giant, like, tree monster is attacking the cabin. And there's Ash, another dimension and everything's Ash, getting sucked into it. Ash reads a, a incantation, another incantation from the Necronomicon, which creates a big vortex that starts slowly pulling things into it, including the tree and indeed him. And the movie ends with him like kind of flying into this portal along with the tree and his car. And his car. And it, it does give a little preview. Yeah, it we spits him out in like a desert. Yeah, and we see like uh, uh, medieval knights. knights. I was followed up. Uh, that was followed up in 1993 by a movie called or with a movie called Army of Darkness. I and I like how in the opening title sequence of that show it says Ash versus Evil of Darkness. Yeah, it says. Does it say Ash versus Evil? It says or, something different. Ash, Ash versus, versus the Evil Ar Dead. Ash versus Army of Darkness. That's it. Yeah. It says something different. The first time I, I watched that on VHS, I was like, that's different than the the title. The um uh apparently Sam director Sam Raimi wanted to name the movie The Medieval Dead, but Army of Dark which would have been a great title. Um that, but, that is a better title. But the the studio wanted something that they could put on a poster. So they went with Army also, of Darkness. Evil Dead 2 sequels. Like sequels are art. You're right. Army of Darkness sounds cooler. And I. On paper, maybe. I, I like I, Medieval Dead. <laughs> I think Army of Darkness was also done by a different production company, which is why they actually they had to reshoot the footage of him like in the cabin from the end of Evil Dead 2 and like going into the portal. Yeah. And like the bit and it's different than the outro of Evil Dead 2. Yeah, and it's I believe it was a rights issue because they couldn't use that footage. So they just had to reshoot it. Ah, interesting. And they ended up shooting it differently to fit the uh, the plot of this movie. And indeed, well, at the end of Evil Dead 2, the knights kind of like see him come from the heavens and kneel down to him. And he's like, no, no. But in uh, this, the opposite happens when the knights show up. 
Yeah, yeah, they kneel down to him. Yeah, they they uh, t- take him hostage. Basically, they arrest they, him. They, they put him grab in shackles. Him as a slave. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and it, I, indeed, they like try to slay his like car. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like they're like they're, hitting it with swords. <laughs> there, there is a um, a very subtle like gag that I always really liked is when uh, Ash is pulled into the port. Ash and his car are pulled into this portal along with the big like tree monster. When they emerge from the other side, it's like a little twig. It's like a really thin log. <laughs> yeah, that just kind of lands on the car and then bounces off. And it just like lands on the ground along with him and the car. But it's just yeah. like, it's just a little like log. <laughs> I guess it lost its magic power. <laughs> it's just, it's, also, budget. What do you want us to drop a huge evil tree? Yeah, it's just a, it, it's, it's a really subtle like sight gag that I've always found really funny. So yeah, um, um, so, what happens uh, in Medieval Dead? <laughs> So in the medieval dead, uh, Ash has gone back to like the year 1300 or so in England, because not only can this portal take you through time, but it can also move you through space. Uh, and right. he, he ends up, uh, uh, it, he ends up like by bringing the Necronomicon with him, he unleashes the, the army of the deadites onto this medieval kingdom and they end up enlisting his help to try and stop it. And in the process, he, in the old medieval times, makes himself a robotic hand. He Iron Man's up. Yeah. Makes himself a robotic hand. Make himself a robotic hand before Iron Man did. That's true. That's right. Yeah, yeah just it makes himself a sweet, like, hand. Um, has infinite fuel for the chainsaw by the way right it's a never runs, game thing right like never runs out of gas for the chainsaw uh and yeah he ends up stopping the evil in that movie it actually ends up becoming like he goes up against an army of a literal like army of darkness it's an army of like skeletons they're skeletons they're like zombies they're like gargoyle bat it's an evil undead army yeah yeah uh he ends up stopping them uh he goes uh, he ends up uh, going back to, to his time, and the movie kind of ends with him in... Because uh, I haven't mentioned this, but he works at a uh, sporting goods store called uh, uh, S-Mart. Or no, right. no, no, he works at a, uh, a big box store called S-Mart in the housewares department. Housewares, right. Ash, housewares. It's like his catchphrase. Um, the movie ends with him at work and he uh, a deadite shows up and he gets out his trusty boomstick and saves the day and yeah because he's telling some like teenager or like some gr- bragging to some other co-worker who's like not paying attention or not doesn't believe him yeah and he's like yeah and they got nasty got my hand <laughs> anyways that's how i uh basically saved the day and they're like uh-huh but it then got it it got into my hand and it went bad so i lopped bad. it off at the <laughs> wrist <laughs> Um, and um, obviously nobody believes him, but uh, he gets to relive some former glory because Deadite comes out of nowhere and he's... He, he takes it out and then uh, grabs the grabs the girl and gives her a big wet kiss. And that's the end of the movie. Give me have some you ever sugar, seen, baby. <laughs> have you ever seen the alternate ending of that film? Uh, remind me what it is. There's an alternate ending where uh, he is given this potion uh, to make, basically make him go to sleep. At, to get back to his time and he's told that for each drop of it that he takes he will sleep for a hundred years 
So he starts um, and also doesn't age. He he starts taking drops. He's like one, two, three, four, five, and then there's like some rustling, and he looks over and then kind of just shrugs. He's like, uh, five, six, seven, and, and then he goes to sleep. But you notice he did five twice. Right, right. He he. That's a common thing about him is that he's like. He's very absent. He's very absent minded. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, he goes to sleep and he wakes up and he emerges from the cave and the, the camera is just kind of fixed on him. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Whoa, whoa. And he looks out and then his face just turns to horror. And he's like, oh no, oh no, no, no. And the camera like turns around and it's like post-apocalyptic. And he's like, I slept too long. I, I, I recall seeing that. Yeah, I saw that one first, so I thought that was the canon. Uh, that's ending. the uh, that that's the alternate ending. Yeah, there's I think there's an extended cut of uh, Army of Darkness out in the wild that is like a half hour longer or something, and it has that as the ending. Uh, that must have been the first one I I watched because I recall that. Yeah, and then seeing the the other ending later and being like. Pfft. This one's lame. I I actually like the uh, I slept too long ending more. I think it's Me funnier. <laughs> it is. Um, there's been it's some canon evil... ending. There's there's uh, been some Evil Dead video games over the years. There was uh, one on the PlayStation and Dreamcast called uh, Evil Dead Hail to the King, which was kind of a Resident Evil knockoff. A game got mixed Only reviews. I remember that. I actually liked that game. I thought it was pretty good for being a Resident Evil clone. Yeah. Um. And there was also Evil Dead, uh, Evil Dead Regeneration, I think, on the original Xbox and PS2, which was basically like a big like state of emergency type game. Do you remember State of Emergency? I remember State of Emergency. Yeah, but I don't remember the Evil Dead one. <laughs> uh, or or uh, State of Emergency or um, uh, Dead Rising, like one of those kind of games. Where it's, like you're, where it's like you're one person uh, amongst like hundreds of enemies like all on screen at once. That's the same studio, right? Like State of Emergency went on to make Dead Rising? Uh, no, actually, uh, State no, of Emergency pre- was uh, Rockstar and Dead Rising right. was Capcom. Right. That's it, yeah. Um, I think there's been a couple of other Evil Dead games, and I think also one just came out recently, or or is coming out. I don't oh, know. That, there's one that's out, um, and it's an asymmetrical multiplayer game, like Dead by Daylight. It's it's similar to Dead by Daylight in that they're like survivors, right? So like Ash and other characters from the show, um, and you go around, you do different rituals or tasks or whatever, and one person is kind of like the Sam Raimi cam, the 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 entity. Oh, cool! <laughs> and um, but what you do is you don't interact directly. You go and collect negative energy, and you use that around the level, and then use that energy to either spawn skeletons, um, make traps, uh, possess trees, and if you have enough, you can even like possess some of the uh, survivors and make them like turn. Like oh cool each other that that, yeah. that sounds neat actually i might have to give that a try i think it's on sale on epic maybe it's steam or or whatnot um it's one of those ones where i'm like i'm barely gonna play it at 50 dollars, so i'm gonna wait for it to be like 20. 
yeah yeah same that's honestly i don't, I think this might just be an age thing that's kind of how i feel about most games nowadays I, yeah i'm like oh that's really cool and i can I, wait like, look at my library of like a thousand games and i'm like maybe i should play one i've already paid for <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I because yeah. in a year or two, it'll be 20 bucks. I, I think the last game that I bought at full price, quite literally, was Resident Evil Village. And that game came out a year and a half ago. Uh, mine was Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. And I played in chunks here and there. Hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, the first Evil Dead movie was remade, very loosely remade in... Uh, 2013 oops, it was called evil dead uh yeah, this time ashley was uh a girl or no there was, was no it? ash character no there was no ash character what it was is it was a bunch of friends going on a retreat but it was to help um one of the character's sisters get clean yeah um that you movie go out there and cold turkey like uh, get off the drug that movie uh, completely lacks any of the lightheartedness that the Evil Dead series has. It doubled down on going in extreme gore and extreme gore. And I do like it for what it is, but like it could have been called like it could have been anything. cabin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could have been cabin in the woods three or something like that. <laughs> um, and there, there's a chainsaw, but uh, there, there's not manic screaming while covered in blood enough. There is, oh man, these poor people like crawl, this claustrophobia, there's a hydrophobia, getting trapped in a car as it's like getting sunken into a bog of oh, crawling under a floor space and like through the mud. There's a lot of fearful things and the kind of, and then when it's kind of, it's kind of a trend in horror movies for a while there uh like crawling through the mud crawling, crawling through, mud. through the mud yeah people being covered in claustrophobic mud. crawling through like a, a tunnel yeah <laughs> yeah the descents and everything especially especially after. uh especially women like yeah, yeah. women scared claustrophobic crawling through mud yeah yeah that, that was definitely a trend in horror films for a while there that i think we've moved on from now we have yeah um, and um so that one was it, it was okay uh, and i can't think of anything else beyond the uh the tv show and yeah this show premiered back in 2015 i think or two thousand yeah 2015. a little uh, while ago yeah uh for the longest time people were always asking uh T sam raimi and uh bruce campbell like when is evil dead for like it got to a point right, where right. he where he he would always like pre when he would do like speaking arrangements and whatnot bruce campbell would always preface saying evil dead 4 is never happening stop asking but apparently it is actually happening now i think and there's also and there's also a, a sequel to that remake in the works as well okay so there's an evil dead 4 with bruce campbell with, with bruce campbell but there's an evil but dead 2 sequel to the the most recent one that had yeah. a different cast yeah huh oh, okay. it, it's all it's always bizarre to me when you see um like remakes of something and then we end up just getting like legacy legacy sequels I, after yeah. and so you yeah. end up with these two like concurrent franchises going um it's always it's always a weird kind thing of like me. how they were like okay so halloween's back but this one's good the 2018 halloween right um 
but only the first movie's canon. There's like seven other like cheesy ones. Those are out the window. And we're going to yeah. call it Halloween. And the second one's going to be Halloween Kills. Yeah, and then Halloween Ends. Is there... Apparently isn't very good. There's... Wait, there's three? Yeah, yeah. The third one just came out, uh, I think, maybe a month or so ago. Oh, I saw yeah, yeah. the Huh. Yeah, Halloween Ends check it out. is what it's called. Um, but yeah, apparently it's not very good. So yeah, um, there's, we're going to get a bunch of Evil Dead, or a couple Evil Dead things coming. Uh, real quick, also spooky month related, um, Siege and I are, uh, are fans of uh, Ye Old Silent Hill. Yep. Uh, one of those like kind of fans where we're like, we want to see things from it, but we're also kind of like, but we don't want to see bad things from it. Mm. I think we both liked the first movie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um it has some really it has some really stilted dialogue, but I think that's probably its only like real big s- sin. And it, it manages to tell a story instead of just being batshit too. Yeah. Like the story of the cult and Yeah, yeah and it re- it really captures the atmosphere of the games well. Like it, it feels like I think it was like a French direct- <laughs> director Christophe um, Gans, yeah. Yeah, that uh that did it, but like they liked Silent Hill. You can tell you can tell he's a fan and he like he gets it. it. Some like hokey dialogue aside, like that movie is actually pretty good and pretty faithful to like I said, that, it tells a story, it's beats as it rises in tension and it it's it does what it's trying to do. Um the ending's a little the ending's crazy, but like the ending ending at the very end is kind of like odd and it's ambiguous. It's ambiguous. Um number two Number two is a big old number two. <laughs> Can't believe how bad it is. Uh, you want to know something funny? Jon Snow's in it, though. You want to know something funny that you bring that up? That second Silent Hill movie, Silent Hill Revelation 3D. Everything was, was named Revelation or Revolution. Uh, <laughs> back then. That movie was directed by a director named Michael J. Bassett. Um, guess who directed this episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead? Really? Michael, yeah. That's why I thought it was funny that you brought the mo- that, that up. I'm like, oh, that's we a come weird... full circle. And I didn't even do it on purpose. Weird coincidence. But yeah, Michael though, they... Michael Bassett. Yeah, they, they announced a new Silent Hill movie called Return to Silent Hill. Christoph Gans is coming back to uh, write and direct, which I'm excited about. Pretty hot uh, for It's going to be based on Silent Hill 2. Konami unveiled, like, basically, like, everything Silent Hill like last week everything I'm silent hill they you didn't could possibly release, imagine like, yeah like a silent hill trading card game like i <laughs> like like there was like five things it was like hey guys there's a movie there's a uh, a game um several games se- sorry several games um luckily no nfts uh, <laughs> what was the other I can't remember. So there's the movie, there's the remake of Silent Hill 2, there's a new remake. game right, called right. Uh, Silent Hill F. There's a like Silent Hill like first person like exploration like game coming. There's uh another Silent Hill game, I think. And then right, there's right? and then there's like a Silent Hill like streaming thing coming out, but they're being vague about what that actually is. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition or not, yeah. especially with how like light on details they were about it. Yeah, so they just dumped 
bunch of Silent Hill stuff. And it's like, well, you do what every other company is and just like trickle it out. But uh, I'm not complaining. I saw someone on, uh, uh, I can't remember if it was on Twitter or if it was in the comment section of some website, but someone was like, uh, uh, plot twist, Konami funded this with pachinko machines. <laughs> Which I found funny because um, uh, Konami, like, pretty much like exited the uh, video game publishing. I was sphere going to say, and after the full mobile, after the uh, release of Metal Gear Solid Five back in 2015, and they pivoted to mobile games and in Japan, pachinko machines, including releasing pachinko machines based on their IPs. So we did actually get Silent Hill and Metal Gear pachinko machines, or Hell in yeah. Japan they did. Um, so the joke, uh, plot twist, th this was all funded by pachinko machines is, uh, that made, sweet, made, sweet pachinko money made, made me chuckle, uh, for anybody wondering and hearing that word for the first time, um, gambling is illegal in Japan, much like prostitution is illegal in Japan, but there's so many loopholes around it that like very clear obvious ones for example pachinko you win like tokens or whatever right and you can win a prize and so that you win 800 or whatever and that prize is say like a toaster and you go up and you're like i'll have that toaster please and they go here you go sir and what you're supposed to do is take that toaster go to the pawn shop that's owned by the same pachinko <laughs> parlor <clears throat> pawn shop that's owned by the same pachinko parlor right next to it, right? And they're like, and they have all the same things inside this pawn shop that that the pachinko prizes were. Huh, weird. And um, you go, oh, hey, how much will you give me to pawn this uh, brand new toaster? And they go, hmm. 800. Here's 800 yen, sir. And they go, <laughs> thanks. So it's... I, I actually didn't know that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Tech, technically not gambling, <laughs> but like, so they're so shameless about it too. Like it's always just in the pawn shop. That's like literally right next door. There's even, or there's even a shared inside door to it. So it's technically a different establishment and so funny. They just bring the, <laughs> the toasters back and put them on the ship. Right. So it's, it's dumb stuff like that. Uh, hilarious. So there, there you go. That's how Konami made all their Silent Hill money. Well, I, I, as a fan of that franchise, I am hyped. I'm definitely hyped for that Silent Hill 2 remake and Silent Hill F. And the, the, and that the new movie. Capcom remake, remakes have been fucking hype. So normally I'm like, oh, why are they always remaking things? But like, holy shit. Like, they've been good. Uh, yeah, for the most part, they've been good. That that three remake wasn't that great, but that's mostly just because one, it was super short. Like I think I beat it in like three hours on my first playthrough. Oh yeah, it's super super short. Um, it's also not very faithful to the original game. Like the Resident Evil Two remake, um, it deviates heavily from the original Resident Evil Two game, but it all still feels very faithful. Like it captures the essence of that game. Tells like a new story, but like Ada shows up. Ada helps. Is she trustworthy? Right? Like the, the beats yeah. are still there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Resident Evil 3 remake, it's like it's like they remade the first like hour or two of Resident Evil 3 and then just forgot 
how the rest of the game played out and then kind of just ended the game right yeah yeah remember watching reading some like reviews about it yeah um anybody anybody that's a silent hill fan is also knowledgeable of uh, pt the cursed uh <laughs> playstation uh limited time download of pt which uh after people beat pt was revealed that it was uh a tech demo playtest demo for a game that was to be called silent hills yeah and that game got quite infamously canceled the demo is no longer available i still have a ps4 system backup on a flash drive somewhere with pt on it because you can't even re-download it we played through it yeah one of these days i'll pick up when you can when ps4s get like super super cheap I'll pick up another one just to just to just just so I can, you know, have still have access to PT. Um anyway, yeah. There's uh, our Guillermo Silent, del Toro. There's our Silent Hill. Yeah, and that yeah, it was supposed to be a game called Silent Hills, but it got canceled. Um Konami, it, it was supposed to star Norman Reedus and was supposed to be done by Metal Gear, Mr. Metal Gear himself, Hideo Kojima and uh, Mr. Blade 2 himself guillermo del toro uh but what um hideo kojima did was he kept his best friends and went and made stole a game, them from silent hills <laughs> went and made a game called death stranding and if you played death stranding um there's definitely some elements in it i i feel like there's some there, there's some pt dna in there like there's some bingo pt dna <laughs> like the the, there are encounters with monsters um, called BTs that I suspect were probably based on ideas for like how battles with monsters in Silent Hills would go. Hmm. Uh, anyway. Anyways, that's our review of uh, Silent Hill month. Um, give us a follow. On... <laughs> yeah. Best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're starting at... Or, at the single five dollar tier. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, Ash versus Evil Dead is the latest thing currently available in the Evil Dead franchise, and it picks up some thirty years later after um, after the Army of Darkness. Ash, I've watched a little bit of this show, probably only about the other than this episode. Probably I think I've like season one. I think I've only watched like the first like three or four episodes, but yeah, I've watched like five, six or something. Yeah. Uh, Ash's life hasn't really changed much. He's still working at Smart. Doesn't have a lot going for him. Lives in a trailer. Talks about the good old days. He he's got a very um, boomer uncle vibe to him. Yeah. In the way that you're not supposed to like him. Like well, yeah, he's but... redeemable, but you're not. He's. Well, yeah, that's big uncle energy. That's the thing with Ash is he's always been like kind of kind of not a great dude. (laughs) And the show focuses on that and kind of gives him a found family. Yeah. And he works on himself. Speaking of family, um, it it kind of um, it kind of showcases the. Ash is best when bad things are happening. Mm-hmm. He shines best through when when demons are attacking and 
he needs to fight for his life. He is just barely more capable than the average person. Yes. And apparently He's less capable in normal society. Yeah. But when it comes to the when demons comes... taking over the planet, he's slightly just just and, and that's that's part of the uh, the hilarity of this franchise too is he's only just slightly better than the average person at dealing with like uh, this the kind Dead of mayhem and the yeah. mayhem yeah yeah um but yeah um something it starts off strong uh we get a uh, full exploded gory father brains yeah, his dad is dead on the road with his head like burst open, his brain on the on the ground. This was too much for me, man. It was Did you even get to the part where he tries to scoop his brains back into his? I had to look away. It it, it was too much. Tries to good on the special effects team. Jesus yeah. Christ. He grabs some of the slop and the and the big a big chunk of like his brain and like tries to like Put it putting back um, into the peel of an orange around the, the fruit tries yeah. to like hold it back together. And he's like, Pablo, have you seen his eye anywhere? His other eye ball anywhere? I, uh, just before that, there's um, something I did find really funny uh, is uh, Ash is kind of lamenting about like, uh how, how shitty the universe is to him and like how like everyone around him is like destined to die and his buddy like pablo is standing beside him he's like yeah everyone around me is gonna die it's probably gonna be you next you or whoever or whoever or yeah y you know what just you three but definitely one of you three is going to die next <laughs> and he's like no jefe i'm gonna take matters into my own hands I control my fate. So there's been kind of a, this character seems from what I remember of him in season one, he kind of goes through, oh shit, I'm in over my head too. No, I want to be, I want to fight. And oh geez, oh geez, what's going on? And he's kind of like the sidekick guy. Totally. If I remember like, correctly. He's also smarter than Ash. <laughs> if I remember correctly, um, He's like Pablo is like his neighbor or his coworker or something, but he's something. like something. Oh, and he, he believed him, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one like of the few people who believed his stories. He's like one of the only people who actually believes that Ash fought the Deadites and is like he's like a fan of his because of it. Yeah, and so then when shit hits the fan, he he's like, oh shit, Ash, Ash is gonna know what to do. Yeah. Um spoilers he doesn't <laughs> but the show explores that so he's like yeah so have you seen his eye around and uh <laughs> it's on the front of ash's car the delta so this episode goes full christine uh, you ever seen the movie christine oh yes the uh the john carpenter film there's another film called christine that came out in 2016 that is very different very great film very different movie though than the christine that i'm talking about christine is uh john carpenter movie from i think 1980 about a uh a classic car that is uh possessed and turns murderous and is indestructible mm -hmm. and has infinite gas yeah and can turn its high beams on whenever it wants <laughs> that that's what's going on with ash's car here the delta and i will say the um this car, this demon car, like actually looks pretty badass. It's got like flames around its tires and like it's got blood all over the it. Engine. The headlight, the headlights are red. 
headlights are red. There's red underlight coming from inside the dash. Yeah. And from the engine. So the So the, the like the front grill is like glowing red. And uh, cool. there's a girl inside. But I don't know if that's a character or just a random person. Uh, I think she's a random person because uh well she dies in this episode. And no one seems to right. really be terribly bothered by it. Right. So think, okay, okay. So I think she's just a rando that the uh that the car killed. Yeah, because Pablo goes to help her and it shoots its uh seatbelts out. Yeah, and like, like uh like tentacles and like pulls him in. It was, I like it was that. a cool it was a cool I, effect. Uh I the like show the show's got a lot of neat ideas. This is great. This is how you low budget. <laughs> um so because low the budget a horror show. So because Christine speeds away with uh with Pablo and what was her name? Lacey, I think she said her name was. Um uh she uh the car or something? Lacey, yeah, yeah. Uh the the car speeds away and uh Ash goes to find uh his buddy who is played by Ted Raimi, which I thought was funny. Uh you're muted. Uh-oh. How about now? Yeah, you were good. Oh, weird. Uh, my mute button reversed itself. Um, yeah, uh, Ted Raimi's there. Um, it's funny he... because Ted Raimi is uh, uh, Sam Raimi, who I mentioned was the uh, director of the Evil Dead films. Ted Raimi is his brother. And um, funny, um, there's like a demon or like a witch or whatever from like season one that they met that they kind of team up with played by uh, Lucy Lucy Lawless Xena warrior princess Xena warrior princess and you know who played Joxer the mighty oh this guy oh really yeah uh so fun, we got some Xena cast reuniting <laughs> uh fun fact I've never actually seen much of Xena you know we should do a themed month where it's just like like 90s syndicated genre tv so like Hercules, Xena, Warrior Princess, uh, uh, like Babylon Five, um, was another one that was around, that was big around that time. Yeah, I'm trying to think the big ones. Uh, Andromeda, which also had Kevin Sorbo in it. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Sorbo month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he's not a very uh, good dude, so I don't necessarily want to. <laughs> spotlight him in any kind of way he's uh yeah he goes up to teddy and he's like hey teddy uh see you pack see you cracking open a cold one yeah he's got like several he he is like very drunk like very visibly drunk and he's got like several uh cans of beer on the hood of his car and uh it's revealed that um they're like they went to high school together and indeed this is his like hometown yeah so Ash and needs, they, were, they were buddies. Ash needs to borrow his car and um, to chase to, after the Delta to chase after the Delta. But he tells Ted Raimi that we're we're actually going to be going to a titty bar. And he's like, oh, memory lane. And he's memory like, lane. oh, yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, buddy. So uh, anyways, I need your keys. No, remember memory lane. I guess that's a certain street. Where no, no, the... uh, Mamory Lane was the uh, the name of the strip bar. Oh, it was just called that? Get it, Mamory? 
yeah lane yeah yeah <laughs> and indeed um <laughs> ash is like oh yeah ha, ha, ha. yeah yeah we're, we're gonna go there uh tell you what though uh why don't you let me drive that way you can continue drinking that beer on the road and he's like yeah good idea hydration i can stay hydrated which that that made me laugh so much <laughs> um this is a great back and forth here and it makes me want to watch the show yeah right like i i kind of feel like that charisma and like the the there must be some level of comedic improv where they just bounce enough ideas off and then that they just take the the best ones because it feels like that it feels that, well, I, like that I'm sitcom I'm sure Ted Raimi and Bruce Campbell are probably like best buds in real life. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> right. And uh, the good dialogue is there. And he's like, so here we go. And they uh, get in his, what is that? It's a, looks barely drivable. Yeah. It's some like uh, hatchback shit mobile. Um, Can't tell what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, it's not got, a, we're not hatchback car people, with folks, <laughs> and it, it's got wheels that probably haven't been like changed from the '80s. Yeah, but yeah, we cut to uh, the inside. These the tires, the red light. They're stock, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they're stock, baby. <laughs> Kick them. One of them. Deflates. <laughs> oh, we can fix that. Duct tape. Duct tape and super glue. Yeah, or, um, well, well, and it's funny. Uh, shoe glue. You, it's funny you say we can fix that because, like, at the end, the Delta is like completely <laughs> right. trashed, and Pablo is like, uh, "Yeah, your car is kind of fucked, basically." And Ash is like, "No, no, it's fine. Like, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm not gonna leave her here to rot." Baby's been like, through worse. And he's and Pablo just starts naming off like things that are wrong with it, and uh, and Bruce Campbell is basically like, "Whatever, I, I can buff that out, no problem." <laughs> nothing a little duct tape and sandpaper won't fix yeah uh so what's happening is the uh i i the I, I i appreciated just how laugh out loud funny the show was even though it the knows gore, what it is the gore was too much for me at times uh the brain thing and also when pablo is impaled later oh yeah that was that was too much for me too especially when like he's trying to like pull like the bar that he's been impaled with out i'm like i'm like no this is too much yeah what the fuck yeah we'll we'll get to that um Um, sorry the the delta's uh possessed and just going for a rip down the foggy uh road yeah and pablo and this girl that it's kidnapped uh lacy like uh, they 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 talk and they start like uh, uh, Pablo's like kind of explaining to her what's going on, and then all of a sudden the uh, the Necronomicon Nec- ex mortis itself starts talking from the back seat, and I'm like, wow, Leatherface himself. I'm is like just hanging out back there. I'm like, I didn't know the Necronomicon could talk. I not only that, it uh, likes to jump on people's faces and uh, go all like Jim Carrey in the mask about it. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> I recall that kind of happening in season one. Hmm. Um, they allude to that at some point in a dreamscape sequence later. Um, but yeah, something happens here. Um, we cut to their three scenes. Um, right? There's Ash and uh, let's say Ted. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, 
driving around looking for the Delta. There's Lacey and Pablo in the Delta. And then there's um, Zena and Zena uh, and um, uh, oh, geez, what is she from? Uh, discount. Uh, what's the actress's name or where is she from? Dana De Lorenzo. Oh, yeah, yeah. As Kelly. Kelly, that's her name. Kelly! Right, right. There we go. Oh, she's a character in Evil Dead the Game and is voiced by the uh, same actress. Oh. Well, there you go. She's in Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar. uh, uh, Ride Christmas again. (laughs) (laughs) Harold and Kumar strike Christmas back. (laughs) Harold and Kumar versus the evil Christmas. (laughs) Harold and and Crowbar. Charles and Crowbar do Christmas. Charles in charge of our days and our lives. Uh, Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so yeah, uh, sorry, Kelly. what was her name? Ke- Kelly. Yeah. Kelly. Kelly and Xena are off um looking for Xena's spawn. Right. And the reason they need to kill the spawn. Okay, they stop at Ashley's trailer because they need guns. Yeah. Uh, I really like uh, Kelly Kelly's actress. Um and or someone's trailer. And um underneath the fold out like chair is this like like superhero like uh the punisher-esque like stash of like grenades taser assault rifles yeah attack flashlights etc uh and they're going after her demon spawn is she a demon i have no idea the demoness i a, a witch i i don't know uh but anyways uh pablo's trying to t- He's, he's talking to the book at one point and the book says that like our souls are bound together and that we're meant to be together or some shit. Yeah. And he uh, sees his reflection and like the, the Necronomicon is just on his face, like a mask. And don't they get in an accident? They seemingly get into an accident and seemingly then, right. And then uh, Pablo wakes up and he's impaled. This is the part you were talking about. And not only is he impaled, the show doesn't want to just like make you gr- grossed out or show hyperviolence. It wants to make you really uncomfortable. Yeah. With the uh, <laughs> jokes on them. It doesn't work on me. Um, well, it worked on me. <laughs> both times. Um, not only is he impaled, he's like, most of it's sticking out of his back and he's walking looking for help crying in pain yeah as like the metal rod is like scraping on the concrete behind him and uh he encounters ash and um ash like is like oh i'm gonna like uh pull pull it out um he, at first he tries to do it the wrong way the way that doesn't make any sense the there's a little bit sticking out of his chest and then like five feet sticking out of his back yeah and so instead of uh like trying to pull pablo off 
the shorter side of the bar. He tries to do it the other way, Puts which I'm like, through. which I'm like, why? <laughs> like I said, the show tries to make you really uncomfortable. But also, how's he alive? Well, he can survive impalement, but up through the heart. Well, and indeed, it turns out this is just some big old hallucination. Still looks painful. And, uh, uh, oh, hey, Samara Weaving is in this show, apparently. Oh. It, cool. Like so her. what happens here? He goes and he looks and he sees somebody else in Ash's face for a second. And the I... conversation's really weird. I it's... don't remember. He's got blue eyes for a second and it's mm. like a scar on his nose. But anyways, I'm not sure who that is, but he, uh, this is laser comb folks. We watch a random episode, <laughs> uh, but he starts acting really weird. And he's like, Hey, you want to be free of that book? Don't you Pablo? He's like, then you have to get in the back of this trunk. And he's like, Hefe, Hefe, please. I, I don't want to. And he's like, get back there. And I'm like, I said, the show wants to make you uncomfortable. And you feel bad for Pablo. Uh, I didn't, weirdly. <laughs> oh. It's just like, that fucker deserves it. His friend's like screaming at him, and it's clear to the viewer that this is some fucked up, like, nightmare escape or whatever, right? But like, he's like pleading and like whimpering and crying, and he like gets in the back of the trunk as he's like locked inside. And I'm like, what is the symbolism for? This is fucked up. Because as he's getting in, like holding his wound, he's like, I'm please, sorry, I'm sorry, Hefe, please, no. And he's like, see you on the other side, amigo. And he wakes up, sort of. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it, it was just a dreamscape. He he is just still. In, it was all a dream. <laughs> he, he's still in the, uh, he's still in Christine. And yep. um, Christine's going for a rip. And uh, uh, Ted Ramey and Bruce Campbell catch up with uh, with Christine and have a sweet good old shootout. Oh, actually, before that. Um... <laughs> oh, that that was good. Sorry. The conversation, the, the conversation car. involving in the car between uh, Bruce Campbell and Ted Ramey. Uh, Ted Ramey looks back and he's like, is that a chainsaw? And he's like, yeah, uh, that's mine. He's like, well, what's it for? And he's like, uh, ice sculpting. He's like, oh, is that a shotgun? Yeah, that's mine. Well, what's that for? Well, in case they don't pay for the ice sculptures. <laughs> and he's like, sense. oh, yeah, <laughs> seems legit. <laughs> that that was good. I, I like the writing in this in this show. It's, those two, those two had a good exchange. And he's like, hey, uh, take the wheel for a second. And he's like, huh? Why? And he's like, uh. I can't remember what excuse he like makes well, it, up. Well, but... at first he pulls the uh, when they when they're driving along and they see Christine. First he pulls the, the his shotgun out and he's like, "Hey Ted, sit back!" And he just fires it like over him and like blows his ears out. Right and when he starts screaming from like having because like guns are loud, like like you can go deaf from that. You um, can and I am. <laughs> um. 
So uh, instead of doing that again, he's like, "Here, take Ted, take the wheel." And he's like, "What? Why?" He's like, "Just take the wheel, damn it!" And so he so tries. Ted's crawling... got like a beer in one hand, and he's like. <laughs> so he tries to like crawl out the window, and he's having a hard time with it. And he's like, "Here, Ted, take the shotgun." And he gets him to to hold the shotgun and the wheel. And so he crawls out and is like, "Okay, Ted, give me the shotgun back." And uh, he starts shooting at Christine. <laughs> Seemingly with with unlimited ammunition, as one does with double barreled shotguns, he yeah, he definitely fired quadro quadro barreled shotgun. Uh, if anybody's watched Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two, Medieval Dead, the deadening, um, he has an unusual amount of infinite ammo, or he'll fire more than twice. Yeah. From Often. his double barrel shotgun. Um, he only needs to reload when it's uh, convenient. When it's uh, uh, for uh, dramatic tension, basically. Yeah. And uh, I get that they don't care about that on the show here. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. And I kind of admire that, that kind of tenacity. Yeah. Uh, and then something eventually, uh, Ted Raimi like, grabs the e-brake, which somehow still works. In, in his car right and um pulls the e-brake and stops and he's like dude okay stop what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and i'm like hey there is some realism in this show here well they what have I, a conversation that i really like well they have a conversation and what i noticed here and this is a thing that you see happen in movies and tv all the time ted Raimi sobered up way too quickly considering how like slosh drunk he was and you see this a lot in film and television and something shocking me. or serious happens and and well indeed um not physically but mentally you can you can sober up quick when your adrenaline's going and your heart's beating uh you're still physically clumsy but you can you can mentally kind of be like whoa whoa guys stop put down the sword I know, I know everybody's drunk and they think it's cool to like practice samurai sword fighting, but, but put down the swords. But anyways, I understand that, that grope, <laughs> that gripe, I mean, grope. Um, yes, as someone who is inebriated quite often, if only it were so easy. Yeah, to just all you got to do off. is open a closet and have like a spooky like mask swing down and scare you out of it. Uh, uh, so. Zena, oh, oh uh, you said you liked the conversation that they have. What's the, the conversation there is like, hey, I've got a level with you, buddy. We're not going to memory lane. And he's like, what? Man, I wanted things to be like old times. What the hell? And they get out and they have a conversation. Yeah. And, and uh, he's like, okay, I'll give you the abridged version. Evil car, deadites, I hunt them, a possessed book gotta save my friend <laughs> and ted raimi just believes him right away like he pauses for a second and he's like all right let's go kill us some demons let's go kill us some fucking demons <laughs> crack <laughs> and he's like sorry chet or sorry sorry ted it's the end of the road for you and he's like no man i can help i can kill demons we're in it together till the wheels fall off buddy and he's like there's something a man just has to do on his own. And he's like, like what, dude? He's like, like drinking in the morning, like putting antifungal ointment on your, and Chet finishes his sentence, 
balls. <laughs> so you get it. I got to do it alone. So he's like, so if you can just drop me off at the old smash em up, so I guess like a derby right. kind of thing, uh, and drop me off there, I'll catch you on the flip-flop. And so he gets Ted Raimi to drive him there. And I'm like, you've been driving the whole time. Why don't you just drive? Also, this guy's wasted. This, this guy's wasted. So well, like, you why... drive and then give him the car. And let him, give him the sober car. up some and let him and... kill himself on the <laughs> I was, was going to say, let him kill himself like, driving drunk. <laughs> but I do like that dichotomy there is that he's stupid enough to ask him to drive, but he doesn't want him to involved in his shit because he'll inevitably die because earlier in the episode everybody that he lets get close and brings in on this ends up dead yeah so i kind of like that even though he's got a friend who's like let's go kill some fucking demons he's like nah you hang back man killing demons is my thing and then also, his, his friend also actually I, agrees also i feel like ted Raimi would just get in his way like he would be a liability <laughs> yeah so I, I liked that. But yeah, you were saying we arrive at like some spooky like Silent Hill factory. Yeah, so where, uh, uh the the heroines are going to uh to shoot up some some demons. So uh so Kelly and Xena go to find Spawn in this uh <laughs> as is tradition. As is tradition in this like uh, abandoned warehouse and uh, indeed these are basically like the monsters from the descent. There's Honestly, actually, they're kind of fucking scary. No, there's there's act uh, there's actually some really good like horror direction going on. I, I'm genuinely like there. This this felt like a horror movie. Yeah, totally. Like the the way the light goes and they come out of like the shadows and stuff. It's like, wait, there's scary parts in this. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, they um. They have something that helps them kill them permanently. It's a dagger. Yeah, like Xena has, dagger. has this dagger that has a, a hilt that looks like it's made out of bone or something. Mm-hmm. And they go to kill our babies. And they do, and they, the dagger gets knocked out of her hand. and the, Then another one shows up. up and, and Yeah. Yeah, and they, there's a this tension as, like, one's about to kill her, and... There's not much to say. It's just kind of like that, like taking action figures and be like, and then they fought and then she kicked him off of them. And yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, but the uh, climax is uh, going to the old, like shut down uh, Derby. And it was his friend, uh, Ted, <laughs> Chet, um, that was like, oh, well, I know where we're going. And he's like, what? There's no way you can know. And he's like, yeah, we're going to the old Derby. And he's like, how did you know? And he's like, because that's where you got the Delta in the first place. And he's like, right. I, 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 I like how Bruce Campbell like pieces this together. It's like something along the lines of like, oh, right. It must be uh, going there because, you know, I, I had the Delta the first time I uh, banged uh, blah, blah, like like uh, 40 years ago or whatever. Right. But and he, it, his and logic was, is wrong. His logic is very wrong. And then Ted Raimi is like. Well, it just killed your father, and like your father got the car, gave you the car at that derby. So maybe this is like some kind of full circle thing where the car is going there because it wants to kill you, uh, for, for the sake, like for the that's sake. That's where of it started, and that's where it will yeah. end things. And, and he's like, "Come on, man, keep up!" And I'm like, 
is this guy? <laughs> He's almost breaking the fourth wall. Right. And Bruce Campbell is like, right. That That's could a valid be, theory, too. That, that could be true, too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny. This, like, drunk guy actually has this, like, fairly, like, um, like uh, intellectual, like, take on this. Whereas, this, like, uh... Bruce it's this like knowledge Campbell. of narrative structure <laughs> yeah that, that Bruce, almost breaks the fourth wall whereas bruce campbell is just like yeah it's probably going there because i boned some chick there in the back seat in the back of the delta yeah <laughs> and uh yeah this guy chet just explains things to him and i, I love how he, much of a chode <laughs> ash <yeah>. is <laughs> and to um to give the uh that's really good writing because it's it is, not yeah. um, hanging a lantern on something. It's kind of like the opposite. It's like, hey, just in case you were wondering, like, it's kind of like the writers being like, eh, eh, see, we, we can be smart. And uh, I actually really appreciate it. Like, I don't know if every episode is like this, but like, this is, this was like exactly kind of like what I was hoping. Right. Evil Dead TV show would be. And um, there's a really, like, dramatic kind of, like, final showdown. Showdown uh, between um, um, uh, the Delta and Ash. And Ash is, like, like basically trying to get the car to stop. Because it's his car. He doesn't want to wreck it. He doesn't want to destroy it. So there's kind of, like, um, a matador. Yeah. For, like, like, sequence, right? Um, Lucy's still in there for now. Like uh, somehow, she's in the car. somehow, I can't remember how, but somehow Pablo and Lacey like get out of the car, and uh, Pablo is like talking to the Necronomicon, and the Necronomicon is like, is like, uh, I uh, there, there's a way we can, because he he's gonna take a, like a dagger and like stab it into the Necronomicon to break the uh, possession of the car, and the Necronomicon is like, wait, wait, hold on, there's another way. You can just send me back to the dimension that I came from, and that will break the spell. Right. And I think Lucy, Lacey, um, Lacey is yeah. hit by the car. Or does she make it away? I, I'm pretty sure she's killed by the car. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. As like ashes on top dramatically. Yeah. Um, and Pablo in the meanwhile is, has a shard of glass from the broken yeah. window and he's like stabbing the shit out of the Necronomicon and it's bleeding. Yeah. Like it's a living thing that you can kill. Well, yeah, like, like holy I, fuck. yeah, like I was saying, the uh, but then the Necronomicon is like, wait, you don't have to kill me. You can just send me back to my home dimension, and then everything will be fine. He's like, okay, how do I do that? He's like, read the word. Meanwhile, oh, he spits out like a piece of paper. Yeah, right. Pablo can read the ancient language. I yeah. can't remember why, but he can. And there's like an incantation on this little piece of paper, and I'm like, yeah, definitely trustworthy. Uh, right? So Ash ends up like stabbing his chainsaw into the uh, into the engine of the car, like black oil, and <laughs> shoots out, and it's all very dramatic. Yeah, um, it's like a death of a character. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, Pablo ends up reading uh, the the word on the piece of paper that the Necronomicon spat out, and it seems to like break the possession at first. 
And so they open up the trunk and they see the trunk of the car has become like a portal, literal portal to hell. Literal portal to hell. Which and they're he's like, like And Ash is like, oh, that's that's not good. Or wait a second, I don't remember that. I don't remember installing that or some quip like that. And he's like, <laughs> Pablo's like, Hefe, this is how we get rid of the book forever. And Ash is like, I, I don't know, sending an evil book to evil demons kind of seems like we're just doubling down on evil. <laughs> right. Because if we have it, then we have the book and demons don't have it. But but then he's uh, like, I trust uh, you. Uh, you know what? How could it get any worse? Than it already can is. things get worse? And so, I'm like, I have a feeling the other two wouldn't let the I'm I'm starting to see like a difference between the men and the, and the women in the, in this. Like they they're these two are just kind of like a a comedy of errors. Yeah. And the other two are like cleaning up like messes, or at least that's how this episode is portrayed. So they throw the uh, Necronomicon into the portal to hell. Um, and Xena like clutches her like stomach or chest or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, oh so the Necronomicon, it's it's gone." Like she can, have to she's hurry. connected to it. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not really sure how or why, but if I end like, up, watching she knows the show, that maybe it's I'll left Earth. Find out somehow. Yeah, huh. and they just kind of like leave the Delta there and walk off into the the sunrise, and they're like, "Well, at least we don't need to move the Delta." Because they're yeah. like in a junk. <laughs> hey, this is as good as final resting place as any. And, and this, this is, is the part where he's like, you rinse your filthy mouth out with rinse that filthy mouth out. I'm not getting rid of that beautiful beast. <laughs> what? Because it has a few dings and <laughs> he's like, it it killed several teenagers and it's like killed a bunch of kids. Um, your dad, its trunk is a portal to hell. Yeah. And it almost uh, killed us. That's pretty much the end of the episode. The episode ends with a jump scare. I just can't remember what it is now. Nothing a lube job won't fix, Pablo. <laughs> oh, yeah. What does it end with? Yeah. And he's like, oh, but you, you drove your chainsaw right through the engine block. Ash is like, don't you know? Nothing a good. Uh, what does he say? Something dumb. You said it earlier. Nothing a good. Yeah, we can buff that out. I, I can buff that out, no problem. I can fix it. My dad's got a righteous set of tools. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's the jump there, scare? There's a jump oh, scare. The right camera, again. the camera pans over to like the trunk, I believe. Yeah. And the trunk bursts off, breaks off, and like a fiery explosion happens, and a spooky demon man on fire flies at the camera. Yeah, so the um yeah. the Necronomicon doesn't sound like was on the uh was on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that you couldn't trust an evil book? Right? If you can't trust a uh evil <laughs> demonic book bound in human flesh and inked in human blood, who can you trust nowadays? Who can you trust? Remember when you used to be able to just uh you know, let your kids like trick or treat? And walk down the street by themselves and, you know, not have to end up with the Necronomicon inside their pillowcase at the end and, of the night. And nowadays it's the Necronomicon is babysitting those kids. Damn it. <laughs> That's right. Vote for me on a platform against Necronomicons. Yeah. 
we'll uh we'll take them out of schools and burn them <laughs> and that that's that's some worthy uh book burning right there too bad those aren't the uh books that republicans are burning Ooh, ah uh, ooh. yeah uh but to find out more you'll have to uh follow us on our patreon we uh talk a lot about the spicy spicy things yeah. and uh speaking of spicy things that's our episode mm-hmm mm-hmm and uh we just watched uh siege we just watched uh directed by michael j bassett <laughs> yep. uh, we just watched a random episode of ash versus evil dead uh but that begs the question would you tune in next week I'm kind of torn because I really liked the writing and I thought it was genuinely laugh out loud funny at times, but also the gore is too much for me. Mm. And it seems pretty present. And yeah, so I would tune in. I would cautiously tune in next week and then see what the gore factor is of every episode. Yeah. Yeah, because if it's like this, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to stick with this show consistently. Hmm. Okay, so a cautious tune in next week. Yeah, I think I'll, I will tune in next week. I think I'll go back to the last episode I remember, and uh, you know, see you on the flip flop. All so, right. Uh, yeah, there you have it, folks. We uh, we both give a cautious, uh, a cautious tune in next week. I might even watch more after we're done recording just to, uh, just to, and we it... all know that we never lie whenever we say that we're going to watch something <laughs> just to give it the old college try, you know, the old maximal try. Yeah. So that was episode 51 of the laser cone podcast. Uh, if you want to support this show and pick an episode or pick a show for us to review a random episode of, you can go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Five bucks a month. That also gets you bonus preamble audio for this and all the other shows we do, commentary tracks, and more. So if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow me on Twitter at lasercomb. Cal, you are at? You can follow me on spooky Twitter at neocal. N-E-O underscore K-A-L. We'll be back next week with our final installment of our horror-themed month where we're going to be talking about Ooh, ah. something not not uh, not ex- horror per se, but no? uh, it involves uh, creatures that are commonly horror associated. Thing. Commonly associated with uh, horror. Classic universal horror, in fact. Uh, we're going to be talking about a little show that uh, was a series when we first started this podcast was a series that was in the back of my mind that I wanted to that I wanted to uh, talk about like right from the get go. Uh, it's a little show from 1997 called Mummies Alive. Damn it, you maniacs! <laughs> We've talked about it this like, geez, it feels like a year. <laughs> Feels like we've talked about it. We've re- subtly referenced it here or there. And, uh, well, it's happening. And to uh, figure out what uh, episode of Mummies Alive uh, we're going to watch, we're going to go to the old trusty number generator. So I'm going to hit screen share. And Mummies Alive had 42 episodes.
So to the old number generator, one random episodes between one and 42. And here we go with the strength of raw eight. Ooh, eight, the spookiest number. Ooh. Goodbye, Mr. Cheops, Chips. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Uh, it looks like a Chantra has been unleashed into the real world and yeah. swaps herself out for Presley's real science teacher. He's trappy on the Western Gate. Roth then realizes that he remembers Chantra and not a very pretty sight for him okay seems legit it does so we'll be back next week with that and until then i've been the siege one of your hosts and i'm your other host neo cal uh thanks for listening we'll catch you next week and happy halloween <laughs>